0: Welcome to Kyle the Machine. My name is Kyle.
1: And I feel muscular
0: and heroic. No, I don't.
1: And I'm the Machine. I
0: thought you were going to say, I feel funny, Mr. Marshall. That's what I thought you were going to say.
1: Why? Well, that's very specific. Is that from the movie? <laughs> that There's literally a line oh, from Spider-Man. this movie, except he says right. Mr. Stark. That's yeah, we're going to talk about that because uh I ruined the movie. Yeah.
0: Oh my god, okay, yeah, we're definitely gonna have a fight about that then. So a no. podcast for a sentient Machine is forcing us each season to watch movies from a specific year in order to prevent it from starting the apocalypse. The machine still threatens our lives if we don't review the films it asks us to, although we do tend to talk about the ideas of the movie rather than the movie itself. And today, we're gonna be watching the film Avengers Infinity War. Pew, 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 pew. There was an idea.
2: what it's like to lose to feel so desperately that you're right yet to fail all
0: just like west side story this uh, movie makes me want to snap my fingers doesn't it dave <laughs> <laughs> actually it does make you wonder would that solve the problem I think that that is the more interesting thing about this movie. By the way, just to get out in front of it, this episode, out of anything, is going to be ruining my credentials going forward. If anyone is listened to multiple episodes, me being all snooty over here, and then I get to talk about this movie, it's like, well, all those things I usually say, I don't care about this movie. (laughs) (laughs) There's an exception, and it's this movie. This movie is good. Although, a full disclosure, I
1: watched Heat last night, Kyle, Right. so my score is starting to drop. Because I watched well,
0: a really good movie last night. <laughs> sure, but I mean, you don't compare those two movies together. That's kind of a dumb way to compare it. It's so good, though. It holds it is, up really yeah. well. No. Good movie. That is all to say that, yes, we were talking about like the biggest movie of the year 2018 mm. here. Maybe this you argue of the MCU. Yeah. Um. In fact, it's so big that we're just going to bypass our deep and rich fiction that we normally provide to you each and every <laughs> week. Here. I know people come to yeah, this very podcast. Yeah, you're just disappointed very large segment of North a large America. segment mm-hmm. of the population here uh but just now, very
1: popular in europe
0: very <laughs> Liechtenstein <laughs> is like our hot spot it's, it's yeah, where I'll all go the go fans it's, are concentrated it's like a
1: black it's like a black point on the heat mm-hmm. map
0: you know we, we've come across so many different characters through our various adventures over the previous four years i think i've seen them like skulking around my condo here where we're recording here this week so i don't know maybe there is going to be like a giant like crossover event that's going to happen with all these characters these lovable characters yes (laughs) from the past it's funny how you talked about
1: how we're not going to do Mm -hmm. of fiction and you immediately went into it
0: yeah i mean that's that's all i'm going to say about it dave we do have to (laughs) kind of figure out a little bit about our kind of backstory set the stage so to speak about this very film so we've already talked uh in a couple of episodes about marvel the company of course we've talked Mm. about uh spider-man into the spider-verse here that came out this year which was a sony joint but we also (laughs) talked about the second biggest movie in twenty eighteen, which was Black Panther. Mm. It was also a Marvel film. So we somewhat talked about like the the history of Marvel sort of in, in that Black Panther episode. I wanted to come in with this question. Do you recall in the year 2018 what your feelings are were sorry what your feelings were about Marvel the company in
1: 2018 Yeah I was I'm pretty sure I was totally on the hype train I don't think I mean I had a general critical view of some of the sequels like individually but I you know sure. I was a big fan of a Captain America arc you know, they mm-hmm. made some decent movies. I liked Black Panther, as we talked about. I actually, we'll, we'll argue about this, but I actually liked Ant-Man. Uh, not like at this epic scale, but I just liked Paul Rudd. And so, I had fun with all of those films. This was an era where I wasn't going to the theaters. So, I didn't have the hype train. Like, I pre-bought, t- you remember in the old days, like Star Wars and people fucking camped out and cosplay. Like, I'm yeah. not at that level but you know you had the sense that this was going to be really good and they at uh, guardians is great so you have this introduction already on thanos as a scary alien and yep. uh, you know i was pretty ready i was I, I was excited about this um and it was going to be a part one everybody knew that too you know no surprises it wasn't like watching spider-verse and having some kid in the theater going what the fuck
0: yeah <laughs> although i will say I mean, I I vividly remember the audience reactions while watching this movie for the first time. Oh, in time, the theater? Cause, oh. oh yeah, because I was watching this, of course, opening weekend. Because yep. I, I tried to avoid spoilers, did you, so it's like, "Who I, did you
1: dress up as?" Well,
0: I, don't, I don't dress up to movies. <laughs> the Although weirdly, I did dress up in pink to go and watch Barbie this weekend, so that I did do that.
1: Which one did you like better, Barbie
0: or Oppenheimer? Um, as a movie, I think I like I mean, Oppenheimer also better. Not comparable, yeah as a film you yeah, have more fun know, you everything. want me to get into it like honestly like I right know, now you saw it and that's
1: that's what and everyone's talking about so here's the, the thing
0: editor. dave do you like christopher nolan like just as a filmmaker uh,
1: i did until uh i did not like tenet but that's the only one you have not liked uh, I thought when I rewatched Inception a year ago, I, I got a little more tepid on it. I was like, it's a little convoluted, even though the set pieces are fun. And then, yeah, there was another one I watched where I was like, I'm losing a little bit, but they're a little over long and over, okay. overboiled. So I always yeah. have
0: like the, because I always go and see his films in the theater and usually in IMAX, I always have a, a very different first oh, yeah, time viewing Dunkirk. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like Dunkirk. I'm like Dunkirk more positive on Dunkirk yes. than a lot of people are seemingly. But so just quickly for op it very well may be either my second favorite or possibly even my favorite movie he's done against dark knight what's your favorite movie yeah okay uh that or memento i kind of go back and forth good yeah before he got like very big budgets but i really like memento Mm -hmm. this also plays with time it's it's the criticisms i'll knock at it are it does not hold your hand at all. It kind of expects you to know who Oppenheimer is, all the famous scientists of the time, yeah. what all the physical or theoretical who physics is they're talking Neal's about. Boer. Yeah. They, yeah. Literally. It's yeah. like this Niels Bohr boom. They're just going. Like they do not tell you who these people are. They just expect you to know who these people are. I've seen some people criticize it for that. And I That's think fair. maybe justifiably so. It's kind of fair. But like I do know who those people are, like Nerd. in the abstract. Apparently I do too. So yeah. But this is why we get along. I think the movie comes down very aggressively that the atom bomb was the worst decision that humans ever made. Mm. Like, that is what the position of the film is. However, it is also being like, but isn't Oppenheimer a sympathetic person at the same time? Mm. And that's where I think some people are bouncing off of it. I think it handles it well. I'm being a little bit cagey here because I really need to see it a second time. I Mm. really was struggling with like how I felt about the movie yeah, yeah. And I think watching the second time will really clarify those thoughts you think uh Cillian Murphy's getting an Oscar pretty sure unless there's someone who swoops in I've been and hearing that does something like blow something out of the Muy water I don't boggling. see how Cillian Murphy doesn't win this year I actually think honestly this is Nolan's year I think Nolan's gonna win it um whether or not he deserves it that's another thing I love the black and white in this movie I love the black and white photography that he I captures like in general
1: yeah And he's, yeah, he can, he's got a good eye visually. That's never yeah. been his problem. He's just too smart for himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, everyone kind of criticizes dialogue, sound design. I thought the sound design in this movie was actually excellent mm. for what mm. it was doing. It actually plays around with silence in such an interesting way, especially when the bomb explodes and you don't hear it the very first time it happens. Spoiler the end outlook. part is where a lot of people also criticize this movie because the last 45 minutes is just a hearing. Like, it's, you're just watching a mm. hearing in Congress. Mm. And I actually found that some of the most Riveting. interesting stuff... Yeah emily blunt should win the best supporting actress oscar i think she is so good in this movie Mm. (laughs) um and she's only in it for like maybe 10 minutes but for those 10 minutes she like totally commands the screen she like totally takes over she's so good
1: we like her Uh, just not as mary poppins i think
0: it is a movie that does not give you easy answers i think it's beautiful i think there's a lot of gorgeous things in it um and i really enjoyed it play the film backwards because it's smart you do have to know what time frame you're in sometimes because <laughs> it does also doesn't tell you that. So sometimes you're Ugh. Oh, all of sorts. But I uh, also anyways. do
1: like that he is uh, adamant in practical effects. I mean, obviously I haven't seen this film yet. Well, but... I mean,
0: yeah, he says that. But Ah, <laughs> interesting, interesting. He says Morris. that. Okay. Uh, Barbie on the other hand, very different movie of course. Morris. I was not actually anticipating it to be as goofy as mm. it is. Like I knew it was a comedy, but I didn't think it was going to go like full on Camp- like um slapstick. I not even slapstick, but... uh, Cartoon? What's the Andy Samberg movie? The Cool Beans movie? Hot Rod. Like, it's very much like Hot Rod for some of them. Like, I was not expecting like this type of comedy to be in this. Yeah, yeah. There's certain things that I'm like, I cannot believe Mattel signed off on you saying this. Apparently,
1: they fought. Yeah. I've read articles about them fighting about those things.
0: Yeah. Still, I think you can tell that there's certain things that were allowed and not allowed because Mm. Mattel has to sign off on those things. Uh, I think that the satire of um like feminism and stuff like that uh, or like toxic masculinity is fairly surface level that's the part that kind of softened it for uh, softened it a bit for me because like you you hear the first like bit of criticism like okay and then No, okay, we're never going deeper than that. All Mm. right, so we're just gonna stay here at the surface, and that's fine for the most part. The jokes are so funny. As a crowd, as a packed crowd, it was a real fun movie to watch. Of people like just laughing, there was a spontaneous applause break that happened midway through the movie. There's like I don't even remember the last time that happened. Yeah, yeah. In in a movie. Well, in Oppenheimer, you
1: know. When, no, when they... no, that was
0: like stone <laughs> silence for the entire movie, like, oh my just God. Just uproarious laughter as they uh, plan to murder about a million people.
2: When are we going to get back to talk about the Avengers?
0: And the reason I know that Barbie is going to make a billion dollars worldwide is just the demographics. Like when I see, saw Oppenheimer, yes, there was like some women scattered throughout the audience, it's but mainly- angry dudes. Yeah, right? it's late 20s to early 50s men who were yeah. in that auditorium, and yeah. Barbie- it was kids, it was young women, it was middle-aged women, it was old women, it was gay men. Like, it was, like, just packed with different demographics inside yeah. of that theater. It's like, yes, this is going to make so much money because it spreads so much across the demographics.
1: I was interested, looking at Metacritic, mm-hmm. at the 50% user reviews that Metacritic has for Barbie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you read the comments, it's fucking hilarious.
0: Oh, it's so stupid. Women suck.
1: Women are terrible. What happened to the good old days of men? <laughs>
0: Let me tell you how people, I can tell people either didn't actually watch the movie or completely misunderstood the message of the movie. I can't say my other big criticism without really spoiling the movie, so I'll hold off on that. Um, I will say what is super cool near the end, it's basically a a direct reference to like an American in Paris or singing in the rain, like the big production Mm -hmm. number that happens and captured really beautifully. I think it does well. And I hope that uh, the song i'm ken wins the best original song this year because it's so funny and so good and i think ryan gosling will probably win best supporting actor for it i'm pretty sure that that's gonna happen all
1: right i mean i can't catalog this year's films because you know i don't really go to the theater so i'll Mm -hmm. have to catch it three years later when everything appears on streaming uh, we'll see we canceled amazon prime today we're free kyle you're free Free of content we don't actually
0: watch it's glorious i I have a Plex server now, so that's just what, <laughs> if I really need to watch something on Amazon Prime, that's what I watch. Uh, anyways, back to 2018, mm-hmm. I'm there, right there with you. I was, like, full in, full, like, I am stoked for this. I believe we were still getting, like, very large groups from Apple to go and watch mm. these films, so yeah, we were, like, right to, like, 25 tickets and go and see it at, like, one of the opening weekend slots type of thing. Hearing those crowd reactions was just, you know, additive to the movie. Oh, yeah,
1: Avengers would have been. A lot of cheering, and for sure.
0: Cheering, laughing, yeah, gasps in comedy. a couple of locations. I oh, remember. it was dark. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Although nothing will ever be better. This is the the sequel to this movie, Endgame when that title of 5 years later came up on screen literally the woman right in front of me is like Ugh! like she like, to- like, like 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 she lost her life like she just very had a very visceral reaction to it it was so funny to be <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about endgame
2: a little bit but should have brought back altron
0: i think the thing with the marvel films is that after a certain point they really just cared about like what is happening in these m- movies rather than let's get like uh, these to look beautiful or like let's make these like quality mm, yeah, works yeah. of art and I don't even mean it as necessarily a huge criticism because a meat grinder
1: at the end that's yeah. what
0: the people kind of wanted they wanted to see their favorite characters be put in the sandbox yeah. and interact with each other so yeah. and I do think as much as I'm critical of like present day Marvel and some people think that this is. The dumbest thing ever i still think that they do deserve credit for essentially pulling off something that i thought was impossible which was having like eight different film series with their own films the all converging into one over a 10-year period yeah. when when nick fury shows up in that end credit sequence of uh-huh. iron man and it's like we're gonna do the avengers initiative i'm like haha that's funny that's never gonna happen like i really didn't think that I was ever gonna actually Mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. and then the first Avengers movie becomes like the biggest movie in the world and then Marvel it doesn't hold that well
1: frankly they pulled off a culture changing experiment and uh, I don't know how they built it they just had really good filmmakers who gave a shit at the beginning right I at mean, the that,
0: beginning I think that's what it was they had the they good lucky. Um, table yeah. setting that made the like the bedrock really strong
1: yeah they were all like, like Captain America the first half of that movie is a fantastic film <laughs> yeah, I agree. by the end it breaks apart but you know the story is cheesy. I mean, what is what is he going to do? Is Nazi Germany fighting a guy with a red face? You know, there's mm-hmm. only so many things you yeah. can do with that story. But I do uh, I do
0: think the casting director needs like a huge raise too, because if you don't cast the right people, then yes. this whole yeah. thing falls apart as Ed well. Ed Norton.
1: Yeah, the buildup. It was this is f- for both of us. I think the zenith of the MCU and a well deserved mm-hmm. thing. And in this viewing. To your point, watching all those jigsaw puzzle pieces come together was played fucking fantastically. We watched Endgame after my family and I to get the closing thing. And Endgame does not hold up as well as
0: this film. So Interesting. Yeah, I did not rewatch it. So I yeah. just rewatched this We need movie. a
1: closure, man. We need a closure. Especially my son. You can't leave half yeah. the world. I mean,
0: especially because I think I, I could be wrong in my remembrance of this. I'm pretty sure that the whole like Thanos reveal, that's in Avengers, right?
1: Like the original Thanos? His face yeah. is in the first Avengers. Yeah. It yeah. was basically animated. just an
0: Easter yeah. egg. Like It yes. was actually not at that point going to be the main Infinity villain. Infinity Stones. Yeah, that's right. And no, it just played well. Like, the fans really, really enjoyed that. So they were like, oh, well, maybe we should cast an actor into this. You know it's not Josh not- Brolin as the cameo in that movie.
1: You know who's not going to get a spin-off film? MODOK. Modok oh, is not going to get a spell.
0: <laughs> okay, well, we're not we're not talking about the third Ant Man movie, but I could go on for twenty minutes on how terrible that that design is.
1: As a huge Ant Man apologist, that was the worst film
0: I have <laughs> ever seen. Yeah. All right. Oh, by go. the way, that was also what I was going to say about budgets and like Marvel becoming like a mundry laundering scheme. Uh, just know that Barbie and Oppenheimer together did not cost as much to make as the last thor movie did yeah so thor is an interesting
1: one because i am also an apologist for love and thunder not because it's a great film but i thought i had fun watching it but if you're telling me that that film had a budget (laughs) of 200 million bucks then uh the stars go down because (laughs) you know that's kind of that looks like an indie film right it's kind of has this fun indie vibe and the humor's ridiculous the marvel universe and disney have fallen on their face from their wealth they're too fat
0: i i still have the rose colored glasses on i think in other rewatches i've done you can kind of see the seams it's like okay maybe this wasn't as good as i remember it being but i still have fond memories of a lot of these films and uh i think i can throw a bunch of them on to um
1: I, yeah, Just Iron for nostalgic man.
0: purposes, as I think we have consistently said on this show, yeah, basically Endgame happened in the following year in 2019, and I was kind of like, "All right, well, we did it. We yeah. did the thing. The we cl- got to book, the Endgame thump. I'm gonna like close that book, and then they've made like 15 more films and like 17 <laughs> TV series. I'm like, I, I can't. I can't watch all this stuff. I'm not gonna watch all this stuff. And uh, the vast majority of these movies have been bad, so I don't oh, feel man. like I'm being encouraged to watch anymore. They sat at the teat kyle and it rained yeah. dry
2: why are you always talking about teeds
1: all that being said infinity war is the pinnacle and on this rewatch i think deservedly so uh, not to jump too far but we've been recording for almost half an hour this movie's great man it really holds up well and uh
0: yeah well, well, well one last thing before we jump into talking about the movie which is this is a part one part two situation although mm-hmm. i think Actually, rather smartly, they took the part one off of this movie. Yeah, uh, just made it's called it called its called War- sure. yeah. It's called Endgame. I'm reminded of the fact, because I just watched here a couple of weeks ago, Mission Impossible dead, dead Reckon- reckoning
1: dead reckoning part one part one Sorry, three yes, that's right. hours yeah i haven't seen it yet i'm sure i'll like uh, it but that's too long for a part one
0: well i think they did the exact opposite of this movie i think the biggest thing that i remember is that this film infinity war is this like we are like off to the races right at the very beginning and we are going full metal like we're pushing yeah. the pedal to the metal and going as fast as we possibly can so that in end game we can slow down Take our time and then ramp back up into like the final set pieces of that (sighs) movie. Yeah. Dead Reckoning does the exact opposite, where it's like, this is a spy thriller. This is a serious spy thriller for the first two hours. And then we do something really exciting at the very Mm -hmm. end to send you out happy. But it's like, can we get going (laughs) on this part one so that we can actually feel some excitement?
1: Like, I haven't watched Mission Impossible 1 in probably 20 years. I keep waiting for it to appear in streaming somewhere, but Mm -hmm. someone's got that lockdown. But I do remember, you know, the beginning, uh, not a heist, but the beginning opening was, piece is quick. You know, that movie is mm-hmm. not very long. So if no. they had a spy section, they should have played it that way. But anyways, I haven't seen Dead Reckoning. But from what you're
0: describing, I will say there's a car chase sequence in the middle. That's great and I love the train sequence I at don't the know. end i
1: don't know what you're talking about but i, okay. I know i'm just saying okay.
0: but and then after but other everything else is it's, it's just very fine. slow yeah. it's very very slow paced in my opinion this movie is not slow paced it is not no. so let's do that let's jump into talking about avengers infinity war
1: Set.
2: dread it run from it Destiny still arrives.
1: Evacuate the city. Engage all defenses. And get this man a shield.
2: is isn't something one considers when balancing the universe. But this <laughs> does put a smile on my face.
0: I don't remember the theme song. That's the wildest thing, too. It's like, if I sit and think for a moment, I can remember what the Avengers theme song is. Well, they always have that Marvel one. Bum, yeah, it does like the, yeah. the fanfare. But it's like, I always forget what it is. Unlike when it's like Indiana Jones or like Star yeah. Wars. Like, it's immediately I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. what the theme song is.
1: Well, they have too many movies for a single theme song. And then that Marvel, like, you can recognize the Marvel theme song fanfare, for it there. Yeah. But that's not the Avengers, no. Or do they use that? Is that why it disappears in the ether? Because they use that for the Avengers? Who
0: cares? Mm, well, the I... Avengers theme is technically slightly different. I think I've said this on mic before. One of my small criticisms, even in my f- most fervent fandom of Marvel, was like, I just wish they had early on considered the music more mm, mm. and really had um, like specific Not to throw them under the bus, but gotten a good composer. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Really consider like, okay, this is what the Iron Man theme is. Yeah. This is what the Thor theme is. This is what the Captain America theme is. They kind of right. do. ACDC is Iron ha- Man. Have that all culminate into the Avengers theme yeah. which, in a really cool way tough, to tough consider trial. it cuz as soon as they decided that they were going
1: to have a pantheon of heroes <laughs> that's a tall mm-hmm. order
0: anyway so dave let's we have to come up with a scenario here so let's say that um i don't know we've uh, we've crashed san diego comic con if I think is going oh. on as we speak here yeah, at this still point i've never been to one yeah and uh the first thing we notice is whoa there's a there's a funk there's a smell <laughs> in the air here <laughs> that is inescapable uh uh-huh. but then we get surrounded by An Iron Man, a Deadpool, an Incredible Hulk, another Iron Man, a third Iron Man, (laughs) and we're like, oh my gosh, Earth's mightiest heroes are here. I'm sure we'll see Yellow Suit Wolverine again soon. (laughs) And uh, one of them approaches us and says, "Mere mortals, you must tell us what this movie is about." <laughs> as they hand us the DVD copy of Avengers: Infinity War, what's no, That's what is so your a response? bad scenario
1: because all of those guys would be We'd telling know. us what it's really about and how we're wrong about it. Actually, about in that issue film. seventy-five of Wolverine, it tells
0: you that this is not possible.
1: <laughs> uh, what is this movie? How do? Oh man, without reference too much the MCU, I would I would say uh, I would say the Titan Thanos has finally appeared to assemble uh to acquire all six i was like five six infinity stones to put an end to half of all living creatures can the avengers stop Mm -hmm. them in time or something like that now
0: this is showing my lack of nerddom around the infinity stones i think in the comic books it is five i could be actually wrong on that i have no idea but who cares doesn't matter you've already kind of talked about it a bit but what were your thoughts on this rewatch of infinity war I, you know, I liked it. I thought it was
1: actually reasonably well written. There's a theme, which I picked up more this time about sacrifice and valuing individuals versus the group. That mm-hmm. was well acted for the most part. And uh, it really stuck out to me now with modern MCU that the budget was well used for the CGI battles, the whole thing. It it
0: holds up really well it looks cleaner than anything they've produced after i agree although i can i just tell you I, we had a bit of a disagreement last week when we were talking about the fantastic beast movie but i think i now do agree with you where even in this movie some of the digital backgrounds occasionally like, ooh, i don't know about yeah. that where fantastic Beasts, you never had that but no. anything that they're interacting with like another character that's cgi there's no break for me at least no of that immersion
1: well the only shitty part of the MCU's nanotech you know so anytime oh god that, i know this
0: is yeah, i hate it i hate awful. it so much
1: but they wanted to stop using i don't know why they would do that it doesn't seem like it's easier but that's that's the worst part i think um it isn't easy out for them for spider-man's uh super robot suit but that's okay yeah
0: I'm, i don't know the, the thing about the nanotech like the like the, the disappearance of the look helmets and stuff yeah, it just has never looked good. And I don't know what the solve is for that, but like it never it just looks like bad. It
1: looks, it looks like bad. venom. I it don't is, know. It's it's just it always takes me wrong. out. Every time yeah. they
0: push a button and everything disappears from their face, I'm always like, Where's that going? Yeah. it was like somewhere.
1: Well, you know, they had, they must've had a storyboarding thing where it's like, does it come out like panels or are they like little micro machines? So if you're doing nanotech, you want it to appear like a liquid in micro machines. But like, if you look at, I haven't watched Terminator 2 in a long time, but they've been doing at the abyss, they've been doing liquid CGI (laughs) for like 40 years, man. Like we can, we can do better than this. Yeah. I, so I'll, I'll be the asshole. I fucking hate the daddy Warbucks dynamic yeah. between Spider-Man and Iron Man. I cannot fathom. it and they play such a central role for this one and particularly End War. I know Robert Downey Jr. is really the core of this franchise, uh, but they play too much to him. So I, I also Green
0: Oppenheimer, by the way. He's back to acting again. Yeah, imagine nice that.
1: I mean he's a good actor. I and yeah. he is good in Iron Man as Iron Man. It's just I don't like that the writers pander to his character I don't so know. much. I,
0: I'm not as
1: End game I'm not as but... critical
0: of you. I, I totally get that criticism. I'm much more as a Spider-Man like fanatic. I'm obnoxious about this. I don't like the fact that he gets to use all of the Iron Man technology yeah, as yeah. Spider-Man. It There's takes away from point, his power. Yeah. Yes. The whole point of Spider-Man as the character is that he has to make that himself, yep. scrape by, yep. he can't afford it. He's like, uh, like never there with people's yeah. lives in his own life, but still saved everyone.
1: Well, that's the... D- the problem. gives the you everything, thing. it yeah.
0: takes out all of that character. I don't mind their actual relationship so much because it, you see a softening of Tony a little bit. Ugh. He does look up to him as like a father figure. Um, and it, I think that does tie into the whole endgame thing. Like uh, his whole arc is like, I don't want to lose another kid again. So okay. I kind of get it, but I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me as much as it does you, the I, relationship.
1: Yeah, I- it bothers me a lot. I, th- I just feel like if you're going to do daddy issues, don't do a daddy warbucks where some guy's just throwing money at you. Like, you know, you can explore that if, if for whatever reason you set it up and, uh, we all know Peter Parker doesn't have parents, but substituting uncle Ben with Tony Stark is a huge mistake that that's like misunderstanding the story of Spider-Man. Right.
0: Yeah. Although uh, I will say that in no way home, the, the, I guess the, uh, the twist is that his anime may is his uncle Ben. Like that's, well, that's the, the origin thing. story.
1: Like I love that twist, and I love that that's the mm-hmm. way they went. And you didn't need Tony Stark for that. You really true. didn't. Yeah, that's true. You know, and that's meant to be the formative experience for a Spider-Man character. So if you you know if you're a writer and you want that to be delayed because this is whatever reality six seven five fuck whatever with the multiverse mm-hmm. shit, that's fine. And we saw that played really well with Spider Verse, but. Uh, I don't know, I just, I felt that detracts a little bit from otherwise great writing. You know, this film is written well enough that you can interject, I don't know how many, Kyle, like seven storylines and they're cutting between each and it actually is paced well. Like you don't notice. That's what I remember
0: too about this is it keeps flipping back and forth to like essentially the three different locations, the main locations that they're flipping around between and it never feels like frenetic to me cool. it was like, yes th- we need to see what's going on here now mm-hmm. we can flip back to this other location okay now we can go back to this location really well and it just keeps yeah. going it keeps going it keeps going there's always forward momentum barely you can catch your breath which is kind of the exciting thing because i again i remember in the theater this is a two and a half hour long movie mm-hmm. and this is one of the few like i did not feel like i was seeing there for two and a half hours yes. in the theater when yeah. i was watching this it, just, it kind of goes by pretty quickly
2: sounds like the opposite of going on a date with you
0: i wrote this down too i thought we might fight on this but I also think this movie is actually fairly well-written. And I know people hate when you say anything nice about Marvel sometimes. But for this occasion, I think it is. I I bet you anything that the writers of this movie really had to sit down and storyboard or figure out, okay, which actors and which characters are being separated and where are they? Yes. Because it does matter. And I think what really matters, too... Again, this is such a comic book nerd thing. It really matters who gets snapped and who doesn't. It's so important that the people who get snapped actually are the ones who disappear because all the people who could basically solve the problem pretty quickly are the people who get disappeared. But you can't have all of them all in one spot either. So like separating them out so that they can't rely on each other is such a smart way (laughs) to get around some of those logical holes that you could find yourself in. Yeah. It makes
1: it so believable, even though, you know, of course, it's comic book movies. So there are... A lot of, you know, do-sex machinas. A lot of, like, there's a lot yeah. of pieces that are inserted there because they have superpowers and like, well, sure, you know, I, sure. I'm okay with that.
0: But yeah. But the, even the thing that we talked about with last week about magic and like magic does need to have a cost to it. Yeah. I think this and oh, the follow-up of Endgame is <laughs> the perfect example of it because I mean, this is the very comic book things like there's only one way to defeat him and all yeah, the, yeah. whatever, 140 million things I just went and looked at. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. But Although Thanos is set up so well for that because he does not fuck around, right? He does not fuck around. (laughs) But but what's cool about that too is that the one way to do it is that he knows that Vision is going to die. Tony Stark is going to die. Gamora is going to die. Like He knows that there's going to be sacrifices along the way, but it's the only way to defeat this guy is to sacrifice people. He makes that decision to do it that way. And I actually really noticed it this time. What's so fascinating about that fight. Not that I couldn't figure out that this is what was going to happen in Endgame. It's like, yeah, okay, so Doctor Strange saw that they have to lose this battle to win the Mm. war sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But what's so interesting is that when Thanos comes down to the planet, he puts up a fight, but he's really not involved. No. No. At In all the invasion. inside yeah. of that fight. He's like, really sitting back. Gets his cape like, okay, he can't close his fist yet. Like, go and make him so he can't close his fist. Yeah. But otherwise, he's staying back because he knows that they have to lose. That yeah. they have to lose this part.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, it is well thought out. And this is why, on the second watching Endgame, I know that they would have built this whole thing to set up the time heist. But that fucked Endgame because I cannot handle time travel films. It, I it, They just inherently don't work
0: but it also introduced the multiverse which has been their biggest like feeling i think honestly going well that's the thing
1: like we don't know that in infinity i was actually surprised they don't even broach either subject uh, other than dr strange being able to calculate probabilities but he already did that with uh dormammu in his first film so it didn't mean that all the multiverses existed he just could see using his time stone probability which is a much better mechanic you know it's just kind of like you know, I'm, I'm ultra smart. It's fine. Like I, I can handle that. And so, because we don't have that poisoning of the well, in my opinion, from a storytelling perspective, as a you know, this thing's great. The, you know, there are so many intentional moments of people having to question sacrifice on both sides of the war. I mean, it's right. great that Thanos also has this moment with Gamora and you're like, you know, almost humanizes him, you know, mm-hmm. in a sense. And Josh Brolin's great in it. This is the coming out of Chris Hemsworth, he's easily the star of this and the next film. It's also really funny.
0: <laughs> there, yeah, no, it's actually so many legitimately good jokes. funny. Yeah. So there's there only one bum joke, and I can't remember. I know that Falcon says it, but it's basically like, well, that just happened. Like one of oh, those ones, yeah, i yeah, like, oh my yeah. God, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're past this. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I think that it, it ties into character. I think it builds on everything really well. About Chris Hemsworth, I think it was melissa mccarthy i want to say it was melissa mccarthy interview and they were talking about the uh, ghostbusters movie they did together mm. and you know between scenes or whatever you know he's handsome we he can do comedy and then he, apparently he was like uh, brought a guitar to sing and she's like you shut up you can't have three things <laughs> you're not allowed to have three yeah. things yeah. <laughs> that you're really really good at
1: his wife did that really shitty action movie on netflix but he cameos in it and he's mm. fucking hilarious like, that movie is trash. It's like a fucking compost heap. But they have this cutaway where he's, like, in a cafe. I think he's watching the events on a TV. Mm-hmm. And he's in, like, Brad Pitt uh, romance vibes. Yeah. And he's so funny, man. Uh, I know he made Extraction 2, and I'm sure it's shit. But I like him. He's good in this end and in Endgame. He's a he,
0: good Chris. He's he does the, the full Chris's. gamut, man.
1: Like, that opening. that opening scene is hardcore, tragic, fucking... I mean, you see them die.
0: <laughs> well, listen, there's there is iconic lines in this movie oh, here man. too, right? The whole the whole setup, right? He sees his own brother be killed in front of him. He's suffering like trauma. He comes and tries to he has to go and restart that stupid star mm-hmm. thing to get mm-hmm.
1: the. Oh, I love that scene. The, yeah. the,
0: the axe is going to kill Thanos, right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I love that. It's like should have gone for the head, right? He yeah. should have gone for the head.
1: And that's that's the thing about the writing. They set. The first scene, they're talking about this idea of sacrificing one for the other. I mean, that's how this movie works, right? Like losing the battle to win the war. And because none of the characters can actually do it, things keep getting worse <laughs> and worse and worse and worse. And I think that's uh, that's very intelligent. And it, the way they built up the crescendo, each sacrifice, the stakes get higher, which is really well plotted. It's not like, you know, you think opening that the destruction of all of the uh, Norse gods or people would be the worst thing that could ever happen. And they're just like, no, that's that's step one. It's going to get worse. Everybody's at threat of death. So it's quite compelling. I was going to just quickly bring up like shitting too much on Wakanda forever. But, you know, my son can watch Infinity War and se- sit on his ass for two and a half hours and then yeah. ask to watch Endgame because he's like, it's riveting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these other films we watch like Wakanda forever. I mean, he, we turn off multiverse because it's like a horror movie, <sighs> but he wanted so to bad. leave like Wakanda forever after an hour. He's like, do we have to finish this movie? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, we don't. We don't.
0: <laughs> It's power streaming, man. I, we did not pay an additional fee for this, and it just sits in your your. Do uh, you want to finish queue yeah, for like yeah. five months? And I'm like, God, would you just disappear already? Just
2: leave me alone. I only ever watch the first twenty minutes of a film.
0: So let's talk about this. This is the the biggest like discourse that came out of this movie from my memory online, which is like, do you think Thanos was actually right? Shouldn't we just right. kill half of the, of, of uh, humanity well, or cross the galaxy? Wouldn't that make the we might make everything better. I know. I think, uh, so what I remember
1: around this time, you know, there's all this talk and it's a legitimate talk over population consumption and we're, I just read an article this morning on uh, July 24th, Kyle, about uh, record. They have a graph of record heat, record this, record mm. that. So we're all going to die. Like we're all going to die, uh, sooner than later, but
0: and I just want to be on the
1: record. I am anti-death. I just want to be very clear. <laughs> so you're, you're very North American. So there's this very basic idea that if we still had only three million people, uh, 3 billion people instead of we're over eight, I think now, we would consume less resources. And, you know, the earth coming, mm-hmm. we saw that COVID. It was so creepy, right? The first month yeah. and the birds came out and the skies looked clear. Although, you know, there's some bias there because we were stuck in our homes. Um, yeah.
0: But people come back.
1: It's not going to stop people from fucking, you know. It's a a stopgap measure. But this is
0: also this is a a very dangerous entry point into eugenics. Yeah, who dies? But you know, like, but like only certain people should procreate. Only certain people should be allowed to have kids.
1: Well, I mean, they try to soften that by saying it's completely random. But then you know, when uh, things die, like especially the beginning end game, you're like, why did? Hawkeye's entire family die. <laughs> that's not a 50-50 split. That's a mechanic to well, make him into a murder ninja. Look, yeah, that's yeah?
0: That's a plot mechanic. But yeah. technically, I was actually thinking about this. I think I even wrote this down in my notes. If it was literally a random 50-50 split, mm. there could be planets where everybody died. Yeah, yeah. You, you still would be 50% planet. of the galaxy yeah, exactly. has disappeared.
1: So, I don't know. I um, I think that's it's a great way to talk about I mean, you know, this is to the theme too. It's like, you know, what is the nature of sacrifice, and when is it for the great, the greater good? Now we're in mm-hmm. Toy Story. It's an important idea, and I think it broaches this philosophical discussion, especially with extremists, about how death and uh, snuffing out, and you know, repression are not actually constructive. He's just yeah. buying well, the earth, yeah. like I- two hundred years, like, and then this is such a great example
0: of of a villain the, the initial good intentions get ratcheted up to be completely insane well you could um, make even it even even every this in real life like sometimes that. too yeah. right it's like yeah. i want to save the galaxy and the way we're going to save the galaxy is by killing half of the population for the first half like yeah we should say that wait wait what we're doing what now <laughs> like yeah. it just seems pretty bizarre to do that um, every
1: every historical villain on the earth uh, has a story where they have some intent that can be read. As a pure intent, it's why they still have mm-hmm. followers, right? And I think that this film, it doesn't explore too deeply because it still needs to be a kids' film. But you know, you can name any of the worst people in the history of our known written annals of human existence, and at the core, at the beginning of all these evil people, is some thought, right? I mean, mm-hmm. pick, pick someone. <laughs> It's dangerous, but they all have something at the beginning yeah. where they're trying to solve a problem. And then like Thanos, they're like, well, if uh, if, I want, if I want Germany to be better, we just got to kill a bunch of people. And it's you think,
0: like, oh, that's a big leap. Just but. to extrapolate that to like a current day thing, I honestly see this as Silicon Valley, right? You go into there with some sort of like reason, like, I think I can make this area of life better. Right. right. Uh, and you do it and it's like. Well, I have to make money off of this now too. So you exploit, you exploit, and exploit, and then it's very soon. It's like this is the worst thing. Like this is all this is bad. That's the
1: MAGA thing, you know. Like if you have a, I mean, it's not Donald Trump. He's not the source of the problem. He's he's a mouthpiece. The source of the problem is this idea that we miss the eighties where I could drive my fucking giant truck all around my country and not give a fuck about anything. Mm-hmm. When the reality is that was the problem. Nobody wants to face it. So what's the solution? We're going to kick everybody out <laughs> and we're going to yeah. make sure that I'm allowed to have a fucking mullet and wear uh, you know, a jean jacket where the sleeves turned off because that's a better life. It's, it's madness and it's refusing to look at the situation that's actually beforehand uh, before you with any data or or uh, straightforward thinking but when you look at it with data like when you and i read the news it's fucking depressing because it's almost an insurmountable task to actually solve like if you're the avengers even though they're not concerned with saving the world uh, the universe from suffering um they're not tasked with solving this problem either but if they right. did how would the avengers end world hunger. That is not what they're designed to do. How can I
0: punch world hunger?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it is an interesting uh, thought process that heroes can't solve this shit either,
0: right? Yeah, I'm, but there's there's so many different corollaries to this. Like, I mean, the one that... There's two that jump to mind. The first, like, COVID is top of mind. But I, I remember very vividly when that was first popping up is like but isn't it maybe a good thing mm-hmm. that a bunch of people died isn't that yeah. gonna be better for the environment and it's like that's a real creepy thing to start to it's
1: thanos <laughs> play thinking, around right? with well it's the matrix too right same thing see agent smith talking about how we're the cancer of this planet it it awakens a thought you know mm-hmm. like we do act like a tumor you know metaphorically speaking you know we consume without giving back to the ecosystem generally you know in a cynical reading anyways and so the you know there's something to that and there's a reason why that theme keeps popping up particularly in science fiction I don't know the the real issue is not that we can't identify the problem the real issue is there is no solution <laughs> we know climate is changing but we don't have
0: solutions it. this is whether or not people want to do those solutions, which is, well, which is the what hard like part what is a
1: solution? You know, if we're gonna talk about climate change, how do you fix climate change? invest in solar energy that is not actually a solution that is no, another market no, but gig, I mean
0: right that's the thing i agree that it's complicated and there would be a lot of hardships put into place but like it's just the will of people to actually want to do that you can't just go top down with that you can't be a government say, well From there's now no on, plastic not, bags anymore you have to reuse all of your containers you They're can't trying. drive anymore working. Yeah. and you try and like instill those and then that becomes authoritarian which i actually do agree with that is an authoritarian move of saying you have to dictate what everybody does then nobody wants to do it then you have to kind of bring people along actually i just read this article that's sort of similar do you know that designated driving like the whole concept of designated drivers is only in north america
1: hmm No, I didn't know
0: that. There's two problems that that are going on here that are being addressed. One, North America does not have a very robust uh, public transit system. So getting home if you're drunk is very difficult unless you just drive yourself. But it's actually been a huge success in North America to have a designated driver because it was like uh, an easy word to remember, designated driver. And there was benefits to it immediately. It's like, oh, yeah, I do want my friends to go home Mm, safely. And so the amount of people killed by drunk driving has like drastically dropped because of designated drivers being self volunteered mm-hmm. from the younger population. It was put into movies and TV shows and everything else. So it just became normalized to yeah. people. There was this huge win, but, uh, so it's stuff like that, right? Like you can solve the climate crisis, but it's going to take what, 30 years. And that might be too late <laughs> at that yeah.
1: point. Yeah. Well, I, I think too, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, this is How media as propaganda is meant to work is supposed to be pushing the needle on culture. Uh, I think where the biggest discord is, is we are focused entirely on our personal experience of culture. So if you're in the so-called developed first world, there's a certain message. But when you go into the so-called third world, they have a fundamentally different message than ours because uh, they're feeling behind whether they are or not in a functional sense. So, yeah, there's no single... There's no silver bullet right
0: there's no silver bullet and i and i am sympathetic to those arguments it's like are you saying to this third world country don't do everything that we yeah, did to, get to become a first world yeah. country like that's basically what you are asking them to do it's a tough one but the other thing i was going to say was like to keep it in like the climate area if you get very like radical environmentalists one of their things is like yes we should kill humans in order to protect the environment, oh, and that's silos. when it's like, Ooh, okay, let's—that's let's crossing the other line that I'm not really all that cool with.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, our, our, this obsession with living till 90 is a problem, right? We don't even have—we <laughs> uh, don't have money to support all the people we're trying to make survive. What but is does that money, mean, Dave? Yeah, well, does that mean we have to put a age restriction And when you're 65, that's the end, you know? Or do we do the Futurama thing where you have a booth and uh, yeah, when you're right. ready to go, you just go? I don't know, right? This, I, this is probably why euthanasia is becoming a much larger conversation. It's coming out of the, the shadows in the closet, you know? I
0: think- yeah, there's these are complex in problems ca- in canada that is something you can do
1: you know maybe that's maybe that's the thing a i just realized infinity war is an environmentalist film and it b is, 100%. all bad guys want a silver bullet you know that's that's what makes them evil is that they want a single action that's going to fix all the world's problem whether you're a fascist a nazi yes. a fucking you know genghis khan or whatever it's like everybody wants a silver bullet solution and
0: That's what makes them bad.
2: The only time a silver bullet works is with werewolves.
0: I think this is what is so resonant with this movie in, I was going to say modern day politics, but it's like, it's for history like literally from from recorded time anytime there's someone who comes here is like it's easy it's just this one thing is going to fix everything it's like nope <laughs> you are selling something you're selling we something need a wall yeah yeah and this is gonna, yeah, right anytime someone comes with like we just need to do this one thing it's going to solve everything for us yeah. i'm like nothing is that simple it just isn't it is always going to be a bunch of things working together to provide a solution it's never like yeah build a wall and i'll solve every problem that we have in this country yeah. just that's. Untenable.
1: The other interesting thing I was just thinking about is when you have these totalitarian or dictatorship examples in history in smaller po- and non globalized populations, sometimes they have been functional. Whether we agree with their ethical implications or their lifestyle, we don't know much about what it's like to be a serf or a slave in a feudal system. But particularly because we're globalized, you can't have a single leader. <laughs> Make a decision about the right way to run the world and not have right. it have catastrophic consequences throughout every part of the rest of the place. You know, uh, you can't have America close its wall to Mexico and fix the thing because everybody needs everything from every country. Now we can't, we can't make everything ourselves. So, uh, nowadays, if there's one guy who's like, I can fix it. You gotta, you gotta question. You gotta question that individual leader.
0: I mean, as a, as a much smaller example, I'm on the Calgary subreddit, which is in itself a mistake. Yeah. It's but not like a good place to live. Yeah. Never have I seen such a great example of being like guys like what are we fighting for <laughs> but i mean uh sometimes i'll be someone who was like hey it's you know starting to hail up here in the northeast maybe put in your your car to the garage if you haven't done so yeah it's like not raining down here in the south yeah okay that's like, not I, I, what we're <laughs> talking about yeah <laughs> that's not the point of no. what this message was so it's like i always think of people just being so fundamentally focused on what is in front of their nose rather than looking at the whole of uh, what's around them.
1: Talking about uh, cultural change is the biggest problem. You know, so this new work I'm doing for social justice, I was at, you know, uh, I, I think you left before Courtney Walcott was talking about this at that event. Trying to get people to care when there's a traumatic event or a large scale thing is easy because like when we learned about george floyd everybody's upset whether you go march or not at least it's egregious enough that you read the headline you're like holy fuck like this is a real thing but what happens six months later it's like i'm more concerned about hail right i don't want right. my car to be written off uh then worry about another racist white cop killing a black person even here in calgary right. apparently that's happening all the time here you know fucking right. starlight tours and uh the abuse of the indigenous but cow what do we do every day we talk about movies you know it's right. it's like and it's not a failing. It's not a moral failing. It's just part of our um, existence. It's an existential problem. You know, the, the older I get here too. Day to day.
0: The older I get here, and I'm very old now, uh, that's has uh, been documented. Wow.
1: It gets worse. I don't know why you're getting hung up now.
0: Right. No, I forget who <laughs> said it. This is partly why technology, social media, and all that kind of stuff has been a ne- negative in many ways. We are not able to handle... Knowing about every problem that's happening in the world, we should be able to focus on one, maybe two that are going to be our thing and focus on that thing. And that's not going to be the same for every single person, but that's something doable. You can think about it, intellectualize it and, and, and act on it, mostly locally. But as soon as it's like oh my God, like these people over here are starving and there's this of environmental disaster over here. And mm-hmm. the ocean is basically all of plastic now. And this person has just got into city council and this road is not work. Like again, it just starts to be so much. It's like, I can't possibly do anything about all this stuff because you can't, you physically cannot do everything, but it just feels so overwhelming.
1: You know, I, I wonder, like I'm, I, I've heard that argument before too, but I wonder if the problem right now is that media is controlled by corporate interest. And so everything has become an extreme selling rhetoric. So even that argument makes it seem like ignorance is bliss. And I wonder instead, if the problem is that we're making big asks for everything. So it's like climate change, don't use your fucking car. Don't turn on your air conditioning, eat only this. when Maybe what we need to do is uh, find ways to have small messages. So, for example, I watched that uh, movie years ago about sweatshop labor for clothing. Mm-hmm. The small ask for me is like, okay, there's a $10 t shirt at HM. I mean, I'm an anti consumerist, so anyways. It's easier for me, but like maybe instead of buying 16, $10 t shirts that I know have been sewn by mm-hmm. like a five year old, you know, why don't I just buy one t shirt from this? So, at least. On the surface ethical producer I and mean, we don't really know how far that goes down sure and maybe these small ass are more doable like because then if i'm only worried about getting this at you know jericho not to plug a toronto company but this ugly t-shirt at jericho i actually like my t-shirts and then i can say okay I think well, they're pretty ugly i'm gonna also uh make sure that i compost and not throw my food waste into the garbage that's easy right you can do a myriad of small actions but if you want me to be like oh to get rid of sir- fruit surplus i gotta go volunteer every day and like make food for soup kitchens like i can't do that i don't have the capacity
0: no, but, for that but, but here's the thing this is something to you on something that i've been trying to do in my own life but also try and communicate to other people that is all you can do yeah which is like small things and you have to be okay with that yeah it's like i'm doing this for me and i know that the ripple effect is that if enough people were to do it it'd have a huge impact. But if I'm the only one who's doing it, I have to be okay with that. It's my small thing that I can do. Because honestly, the bigger changes have to be done on a corporate level, right? If General Mills is not being ecologically stewards of the uh, environment, it doesn't matter that you're (laughs) buying less of it. You're still contributing to that. Putting that onto the consumer is the trick that corporations have done.
1: And just to, I mean, it's fun that we're getting to this wider conversation because of a Marvel film, but yeah. You know, just thinking about the silver bullet problem, we do that individually too. It's like, I feel like I want to tell General Mills what to do, but we can't. But if you look at the scale of change over maybe two generations, so I may not be able to change factory farming by the time I die, but if I look at what factory farming looks like today versus in 19, well, it probably started in the 1980s, it's actually getting better, right? A little bit. Change it's just doesn't so fucking come slow. You it to. Yeah, yeah, so like it might be my son's grandchildren that might if they if humanity survives like 200 years, we might see a great equilibrium in production versus waste. But that doesn't interest me because uh, it's hot today, Kyle, and I want the Earth to be cooler by five degrees right now. That's the Thanos problem because if I had a power gauntlet and someone's like, you just snap your fingers and everybody will have air conditioning, I'm like, all right, strap me in. Like I'll fucking snap my fingers for that shit. Well, this is yeah. I
0: was gonna make this uh, example to this musical I'm a huge fan of called Urine Town, and you did not mishear me. <laughs> Urin is in P. Urin Town. Yeah. Kind of a semi-spoiler for the entire show. It's it's very meta, it's commenting on other musicals, but at the end, the the whole the whole concept is that there's a small town, evil mayor i think anyways who restricts people on how often they can go pee every day that's the conceit of the show you have to go and pay at the public toilets to go and pee and if you pee in the bush you get arrested and you get thrown into jail etc etc so at the end he's overthrowing everything and they have this final song and then this final statement is like so turns out that uh, when they opened it up and everyone could pee as much as they wanted it actually turned the river brackish and untrinkable so he actually was helping us out mm-hmm. by restricting how much we could actually go and pee and then they're like well, that's not a very happy ending. It's like, no, but sometimes that's the reality of it. Unlike Doctor Strange, we don't actually know if what
1: we think is a good action will have good consequences. So, why I like the writing is you could leave the theater, I mean, you know, with a nerd friend and sit Mm -hmm. there on a podcast, talk for an hour about its implications in human sociology and psychology
0: <laughs> as dave said xanos uh, did nothing wrong he thought he did everything properly so.
1: he did nothing wrong with his uh intent he just i would have
0: killed gamora too
1: <laughs> <laughs> that seems so good man like uh, yeah. oh fuck the way she's uh zoe saldana she's funny because as soon as she cries in whatever costume yeah. she's in you know it's zoe saldana but that scene where she uh it's so derisive and then has the realization, fuck, that's some high peak drama,
0: man. I also like the fact that Zoe Saldana has been in like $4 billion movies oh, yeah. and nobody knows what she looks like. <laughs> the other thing I was going to say is like, I don't know who the actor is, but whoever does the Hugo Weaving impression mm. as the Red Skull in this movie, phenomenal. Oh, it's he's, not Hugo Weaving? It's not. Oh. It's not. He did not come back for this. So. Oh, wow. But it sounds very much like Hugo yeah, Weaving. Yeah,
1: he's great. I mean, he has an affected voice. So any character actor... Mm. Or- I suppose a voice actor could do it, but like
0: Alan Tudyk or something like that. I it's love easy to do. Uh,
1: I love that he appears as this Watchman's fantastic yeah. because it links it links all back. It's, it's really mm-hmm. well built. I mean, I wonder if they San Luis probably dead already, but
0: I wonder if they no, brought No, he in. wasn't. He had not passed away yet uh. at, at this movie.
1: Oh, it was Spider-Man! So it was after it's after Spider- yeah. yeah,
0: I think it was November because this comes out in April. He passed away in November, I think. You
1: gotta wonder if they brought in some good consulting from maybe comic book nerds, something. You know, not to mm-hmm. take anything away from the writers. I don't know who wrote it. I hope it's not the Russo brothers, but whoever <sighs> wrote it, I suspect that there was a committee of people just making sure at the end that these things tied together, or yeah. they just knew what they are doing because uh, it's tight. It's tight, Kyle. This is easily like the seventh time i've watched this movie because uh covid right yeah i mean what else we're we gonna do when you're know, locked down
0: just That's watch right. disney plus
2: if you're going to prostitute yourself at least we should get paid for it
0: let's do some backstory and then we'll do our final thoughts here so this movie opened up on april 27th of 2018 it is currently rated 3.9 on letterboxd has an 8.4 on imdb has a 68 on metacritic and on rotten tomatoes from 491 critics, it's at 85%. And from 50,000 plus users, it has a 92%. Well,
1: at 60, 68, is low.
0: for Metacritic, on... yeah. But I mean, the critical consensus was pretty like m- mid on this yeah. movie, I would say.
1: I was like, I didn't expect Even that.
0: Even that 85% is a little, again, this, this is just how Rotten Tomatoes works. That was a lot of 3.5s and 3s thrown into that. <laughs>
1: is this right after Martin Scorsese shit on the MCU?
0: Oh, well, probably. It has know. to
1: be, right? I mean... W- it's just interesting for the Everyone's critics. His
0: shits on. He basically, if if Martin Scorsese had been like fucking love all the Marvel films, that would be the weirder thing, in my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> no, <it's laughs>
1: you know just, what I love.
0: Uh, no, I love Thor Two. It's peak cinema.
1: <laughs> no, the only reason, the only reason I bring that up is because you know my opinion about professional critics, and I, there's yeah. this this you know chest puffing thing where if. A well-respected figure is like these are all trash. Then you gotta you gotta choose a side, don't you?
0: Anyways, so mm-hmm. the budget to this movie, and this is where it gets a little bit sweetly. We don't know a hundred percent, but probably four hundred million dollars is wow. ba- is what we're thinking. Wow! Doing some quick math on some other numbers, I got. I am thinking about a hundred and eighty million dollars of that is just salaries for the actors. Possible. I mean, this is. It has eighteen. I would say, well, not eighteen. There's like twelve A-list actors yeah. and then some like B-plus actors that are brought in for like a scene. So I would not be surprised if like 180 was just for salaries. That does pay off, since how this movie worldwide made 2.05 billion dollars mm-hmm. and was the highest-grossing film of 2018. Its plot description from IMDb is. The Avengers and their allies must be willing to sacrifice all in an attempt to defeat the powerful Thanos before his blitz of devastation and ruin puts an end to the universe.
1: Oh, and the universes. I mean, half the universe.
0: (laughs) Half the universe, really, right? Um, (laughs) It is time to play Guess. Guess That. 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 Tag. 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 This is when I don a handsome blazer, pick up the long microphone that Bob Barker used to use, and we play the game, guess that tag. You know, Dave, when you go to the movie theater, you see that long stretch of posters that encourage you to come in and and watch some more cinematic gems that Hollywood has produced for you. Mm -hmm. They put a little line of text on the poster to be like, ooh, I'm so titillated by what the statement is. I need to know more about this movie. Mm -hmm. This week, maybe you're going to be watching the horror film Talk to Me from A24. Yep. Talk to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I've been frothing. My theater
0: gave me advanced tickets to go and see this movie. Did you know this?
1: Actually, Helen got an email too. From scene, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So, apparently I can go and see
0: early when I'm giving free tickets (laughs) to go and see it. Yeah. So weird. Uh, Dave, I'm going to give you three options. One of these is the actual tagline to this movie, and two of them are completely made up by me. So, was the tagline to Avengers Infinity War... It's all led to this. Was it something's about to snap or an entire universe once and for all? Oh, wow. I don't like any of them. Wait, uh,
1: give it to me again quickly.
0: It's all led to this. Uh-huh. Something's about to snap. Uh-huh. An entire universe once and for all. I'm going to go with A. It's all led to this? Yeah. Incorrect. The actual tagline was an entire universe once and for all. Bad Why? tagline. I don't Why? like that tagline What does that at have all? to do with anything? You have a whole brain trust there, and that's the best tagline you can come Who up with. Who comes taglines? Like an, a marketing company, or does yeah. it come from the MCU? As far as I know, it's outside. The, like it's a studio marketing team yeah. that's coming up with it. Who may or may not have actually seen the movie. So that's also part yeah. of it.
1: They might get a rough synopsis or something. Yeah. Actually, it ties into the synopsis, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. More than the film itself. So maybe. right.
0: I think if they'd seen the movie, maybe they would have been able to pick up something better. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this stars a bunch of people, but uh, we have Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Josh Brolin as Thanos. Chris Evans as Steve Rogers slash Captain America. Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa slash Black Panther. Tom Holland as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, Zoe Saldana as as Gamora, Paul Bettany as Vision, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff slash Scarlet Witch, and just a bunch of other people. I'm not going to go through the list. I'm surprised the they put list. Black
1: Panther that high. He's not really in this movie.
0: He's not, but I'm I'm almost wondering if they put him in a little bit more just based on the fact knew. that his movie done so well a well, few months before did this. Did he already
1: know he was dying at this point? 100%. Yeah. Because he had stomach cancer early. Like, yeah. it's not, or colon. I can't remember which one it
0: was. This uh, movie's cinematography was done by Trent Opalock, whose top four are District 9 from 2009, Elysium from 2013, Captain America Winter Soldier from 2014, and Avengers Endgame from 2019.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Here's the other big breath I have to take. So, This is written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, based on the comics by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, and including other characters created by Joe Simon, Steve Englehart, Steve Gann, Bill Mantio, Keith Giffen, Jim Starlin, Larry Lieber, and Don Heck. Directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. There's not a whole lot written about this movie, to be honest with you. Uh, You know, Way back in 2014, Marvel held a press conference where they announced what their plans were for their upcoming films. At the time, it was announced that there would be an Avengers Infinity War Part 1 coming out in 2018, and an Avengers Infinity War Part 2 coming out in 2019. That would eventually be changed so that there wouldn't be a Part 1 or 2 placed in the title. The Russo brothers were announced pretty shortly after this as being the directors. The screenwriters, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, drew inspiration from both the 1991 comic storyline, The Infinity Gauntlet, uh, as well as this other short series that was relatively new at that point called, I think it was just called Infinity. The Russo brothers then asked for it to have a feeling of a classic heist film. That's what they wanted it to feel like. Actual filming for this project began in January of 2017. Uh, Because of how huge this production was, it actually stretched to July of 2017, so about seven months of filming went into the making of this movie. Because the filming of these Marvel films are kept under wraps, there's not much of a story I can give you that probably won't come out too close for another decade, I'm gonna guess, but I'm sure there'll be some juicy tidbits as Many of the main actors in this franchise haven't been all that careful at letting slip how thankful they are for not being under contract with Marvel anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Case in point, Robert Downey Jr. for his press tour for Oppenheimer, which some people are getting mad at, but it's released, makes so much money, and would be nominated for one Academy Award for Best Visual Effects, but it would lose. To Venom. No, a film that we may or may not be talking about... A very small film called First Man is about one best special effects that oh, year.
1: Interesting. I don't know. I, I think, too, it, I mean, I don't know if these actors hate the people at MCU, but the. No, commitment, I just think the, You can't make another movie, man. No. They push so many. Like Scarlett Johansson is in almost every single one without getting her own film. That's a big, that's eating a lot of her time. And she yeah. still made a lot of indie films and a lot of interesting I know, work. But, in but in it's hard to fit
0: those indie films in. You're right, though. Like, it's sometimes like a six-month commitment, so it's only yeah. so many other things you can take on after that six months.
1: Well, Robert Downey Jr. reshoots got... that
0: you need to come back for, so it is a huge time commitment. But, like, even um, Elizabeth Olsen has basically said the same thing. It's like, she I get to go do to, to real movies anymore. again. Like, that's that's been her yeah. thing here recently.
1: I mean, Robert Downey G- I remember Captain America Civil War. That should have been an Avengers movie. Everybody's in that fucking
0: thing. Everyone's in it, yeah. And also, I mean, like, that is you- also part of the wheels coming off of marvel a little bit i mean i think in part it was some of the actors being like i need to burn off some of these movies i said i agreed to be in so just put me in this movie somehow but it was also like when every movie is an avengers movie then the avengers movie don't feel as special because it's like well yeah they just show up in all their movies anyways
1: i mean i'll say that about endgame the final battle is exciting for that reason because they put every single fucking person on the screen but it's also kind of cheesy. And I have some questions about, uh, I think that's where you start seeing the CGI wheels come off the bus yeah. in Endgame. It's pretty interesting how like, I think these were shot together, right? As a single production. No, they were not. They were okay, actually Okay, that separate. makes more sense because the second one, the quality is, it drops off a cliff very quickly. So there's a feeling of being rushed, but that makes sense. Also, I'm not a, uh, yeah, we, we're not here to talk about Endgame, but if you can do a height, I think this is why I was thinking about, you know, heat. I know that they live in a different, World, but if you're going to make a heist film, you got to be very careful because it has to be written as well as Infinity War is, and Endgame is not. It's got so many glaring problems, you know, outside of the time machine problem. The heists themselves are so cheesy, but I, I did. I bought into it when I first watched it, so
0: I mean, it, it is appropriate in that the biggest thing about this movie, even though I think it works as a film by itself it essentially is also working as a bunch of exposition and setup for endgame like you need to get all this information explained to you set up so that when endgame comes it's like we get it we understand how the gauntlet works we understand why it's important we understand who these people are etc like it's all set up so that they can get into endgame
1: but you can do what functionally you need an endgame without a time heist Mm -hmm. It's shoehorned in there. You could make that in anything.
0: I do want to point out a couple of the things that other people have pointed out, as far as like plot holes that they feel are are there
1: in this one. Okay,
0: yeah, and I can kind—I think I can kind of explain some of them away if I get real nerdy about things. But the the most common one I see, which I do think is somewhat true, in one of the opening scenes, he sends his like four minions down to Earth right to Mm -hmm. retrieve. But doesn't send his armies? Yeah. Who, by the way. Let me just look it up here. Have like the best names of all time. Like, do you know what their actual names are? I
1: don't remember. They're really good uh, bad guys. Underutilized a little bit, but. I know. I I wish they were
0: in it more because they do actually play a larger role in like the comic books. But okay, we have Cult Obsidian. Nice. We have Proxima Midnight. Awesome. Fucking rad. Corvus Glaive. (laughs) Yeah. And then Ebony Maw. Ooh. They're all fucking cool names. Yeah, those are good names. <laughs> I love those names so much. They needed their Anyways, own spinoffs. They come down. Doctor Strange and uh, Wong are doing their like little um, portal Hand. things. It yeah, comes yeah. down and cuts the guy's arm off. Yes. And they're like, why don't they just do that to Thanos and yeah. cut his arm off <laughs> and get the and get the gauntlet back? I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see. I can kind of see what you're oh, saying. There's lots of stuff
1: in yeah. any superhero battle. Especially when you have, like, the character of Thor is hilarious. You know, he can withstand the heat of a sun, right? But still gets Mm -hmm. ass kicked half the time. You got to be careful. That's not a plot hole. It's more like a character mechanic you have to worry about. It's like uh, bad guys doing exposition, you know, or not exposition. Like, when they do a speech before they kill someone, when they could just finish their project Mm by, you know, murdering a superhero. Also, if anybody could resist that, it would be Thanos- yeah they have a lot of hard. they have a hard time fighting that dude he's, but he's uh, a big dude yeah.
0: cool plan it's a good plan that mm-hmm. they have to try and get that glove off it's not really a plausible but i do agree with the fact that having the scarlet witch vision of romance basically be done all off screen is a detriment ultimately to this movie and to the movies going mm. forward because i don't know if i ever feel it i never feel like oh yeah you're like totally oh, yeah. in love with each other
1: I thought they, I mean, I, I don't know. I It depends on how invested you want to be in WandaVision. I, I mean, I thought WandaVision was very good. I, mm-hmm. for my part, I, when that scene started, when they're in London, Bucharest, I don't know where the fuck they are. It, my initial reaction was like, I wish Paul Bettany made rom coms because I like him a lot. Oh, yeah. He's And great. he could pull it off. So I, I don't know. I feel like I, I thought it worked well enough. And I think that. Through their fight and through Elizabeth Olsen's emoting, uh, mm-hmm. I bought into it. I was fine. I also like that they weakened Vision right away, so that we don't need to worry about his, you
0: know, omnis- omniscience. He comes up with the best plan, honestly, yeah. just kill me, get rid of the stone, and, we're and done. then he can't fulfill his plan. But I do like that when they finally do that, Dennis also gets past that by just bringing him back to life and then killing him again. It's like, oh, yeah. that's a really smart way to do that. I love that Steve Rogers has a beard. I'm just going through <laughs> my notes you now. Uh, oh, I thought Dinklage is bad in this. I thought Peter Dinklage is actually kind of bad in this movie. This cartoon character. I don't know, if that's I don't a know. hot take or not, but
1: uh, he's not given a lot to do because he's a giant, mm.
0: slow-speaking god dwarf.
1: There's not a lot you can do with it.
0: Uh, then why get him? Is what I'm saying. Uh, well, he was the hottest short person. That, that is true. I think Game of Thrones was still going on at that yeah. time. I do like that they put the three assholes together on the planet, (laughs) which is uh, Doctor Doctor Strange, Strange. uh, Iron Man, and uh, Peter Quill. As a positive, they also take the three smartest people off of Earth, Mm. which I think is actually really smart. Again, this is going back to the writing, which is Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Doctor Strange, because they probably would have been able to figure something out. Were they still back on Earth with all of the things that they could oh, Spider-Man there? Is
1: still apparently like a pre-pubescent child. I know. I so he wouldn't have done shit. He would have been like, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, what should we do, Mr. Stark? Mr. Stark, uh, please hold me, Mr. Stark. <laughs> I'm so lonely. But, please. But, but, please drink my
0: tears, Mr. Stark.
1: <laughs> Can I have another suit, please, Mr. Stark? <laughs> please don't ground me
0: i mean you're making fun i actually do like that scene i like as people start getting dusted i I remember that reaction vividly in the theaters people were like oh Oh, god oh like as each new one kind of showed up
1: yeah
0: you gotta you gotta have closure but there are some big names and i think the big one was spider-man is like oh they're getting rid of spider-man because you almost think it's like does that mean he's not in endgame at all right, then right, at that right. point if you're gonna take him out completely oh he's back when he goes
1: mr stark please don't die mr stark <laughs> so he comes back yeah uh, for his yeah, big, yeah
0: his big scene his big moment his <laughs> big moment but yeah it's like oh i don't feel so good mr stark i remember that being a pretty emotional moment uh
1: still i for don't me. know i I guess I have too strong a hate about their character dynamic, but I, I was actually kind of irritated that they gave him the slow death to have the line, you know, it's yeah, like, true. but that's because I didn't buy into, it. you know, if you're into that, uh, Tony Stark, Peter Parker, daddy thing, then that would mm. have played really well. But I thought, I thought it's frustrating that we would watch, you know, Black Panther and Scarlet Witch disappear without even a line and then you get peter parker who's like i don't don't feel good the length of the snaps is a
0: little bit like curious because even like the after credit sequence right when both maria hill and um
1: nick fury nick fury
0: gets snapped too like he has enough time to go and grab that mechanism and send the the alert off to captain marvel and stuff like that to get help and stuff
1: well here's the thing too uh I know they did that for the Easter egg and get people hyped for a movie that they made clearly as an afterthought because they were like, we have no women superheroes. Yeah. But uh, if you're Captain Marvel and you survive the snap, uh, I'm pretty sure she knows something's wrong. (laughs) I don't think she needs a page. (laughs) But But she uh, has to
0: get back to Earth. That's what she's coming back back for. Um, Also, again, smart that Nick Fury gets snapped. It's another good one to get out of there because he has too many resources and knowledge.
1: A tactical
0: guy. Uh, anyways, any last things you wanted to say about uh, this movie before we wrap up?
1: I I will say one thing, uh, just just a petty thing. I was a big Brie Larson defender, but she is shit in these movies. She's awful. Like I I don't know what's going on with how she's been coached to uh, play Captain Marvel, but she's bad.
0: Well, she's not in this movie, so I guess I can't really comment. Um, I just don't like but, that they uh, brought the character in. I I don't know enough about Captain
1: Marvel as a comic. I don't character. know either. I
0: never that that character really never showed up a lot in the yeah. comics that I read. But so uh, it's
1: weird to do pandering I Do
0: I like Brie Larson and basically every other thing I've seen her. I in, know. So. I
1: know. Maybe she knew she's getting shoehorned into it. There's just something about that character that feels off. But it has a some good dynamics with some of the other omnipotent superheroes i don't know at this stage we're right at that that mountain peak where the everybody's become too powerful and we see that now with modern marvel yeah. like everybody can manipulate time and reality and multiverses so the stories aren't accessible anymore so it's good it's the zenith it's the fulcrum not fulcrum it's the uh the peak the peak of of superherodom.
2: We're done here.
0: Great. Well, the machine has said that we do have to wrap things up here, Dave. So let's first get into critics' choice. This is where we discover what the critics thought at the time this movie was released. So uh, I'm going to go with the positive review here first by Christopher Orr from The Atlantic, who wrote, "Never has the Marvel Cinematic Universe seemed like more of a universe in ways both good and bad. Infinity War, the title, is almost too apt. is far from a perfect movie." but it is probably close to the best movie it could have been.
1: Mm. Uh, I get Anthony Lane, The New Yorker. I, I feel like a lot of these shit posts are from The New Yorker, eh? We should start cataloging. You should love them
0: then. It's like you're bread and butter over here being snooty know. about everything.
1: At stake, as ever, is the fate of the universe. Why must it always be the universe? What's wrong with the fate of Hackensack? Doesn't anyone care what happens to South Dakota or Denmark or Peru? No, Anthony Lane. Nobody gives a shit. That's why they don't make movies about those places. I need to know what's <laughs> happening in Boise. What the fuck kind of... What, what? what? That's a shit post. That doesn't make any sense. So he wanted, he wanted a small stakes indie film like uh, Nebraska. But that also
0: incorporates Peru, Denmark, and South Dakota.
1: Captain America saves... Kansas City, Kansas, from a, a drought.
0: I kind yeah. of gives a shit. Dave, does this hold up, and is it still culturally relevant? It
1: definitely holds up. It's it's still watchable. Culturally relevant, I think it's starting to teeter on a no because I think we're all burnt out for superherodom. So
0: yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting over the next few years. I would still say it's a yes and yes. Again, I only see say that because certain lines are still I feel like are referenced. Mm. Even like the snap is entered in co- like yeah, normal it's conversations.
1: Fading though, I feel like Marvel has destroyed their legacy. You know, mm-hmm. we, it's easier to talk about how shit Marvel content is mm-hmm. now. Like even
0: sorry, even in COVID, like so many people refer to that as the blip, which is what they refer to well, this. eventually. I mean, so
1: also, like I said, once we were in COVID, all people were doing is rewatching the MCU. Yeah. True enough. There's, like, nothing else to do. Uh, anyways.
0: I just want to say that I was watching Criterion movies at the time. I don't know why you had to think that you only could watch Marvel. I films. haven't even turned Criterion. I tried to watch
1: AI, and everybody in my family left. I'm watching and that so, tonight. It's yeah, I got, like, 30 minutes five left, five, and I was like, movie. I got to go back to my family and i haven't been able to watch it since so might have to cancel that subscription soon too it's uh, you can get it for get. free
0: if you uh, go through the library apparently i just haven't figured out how to do oh, it oh they
1: added in to because yeah. it used to be just canopy and one other one all right i'll take a look if you can get criterion through the library i'm totally going to do that i could save myself mm-hmm. 130 bucks a year absolutely
0: it is in my opinion not the interface but it's still my favorite streaming service <laughs> oh they have
1: amazing films yeah I don't yeah, the UI is shit, but that's all The UI other. is crap.
0: So, Dave, we do need to rate this film, but before we do, that is what Dave and I thought. What do you think? You can send any feedback to Kyle and Dave at the Machine at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter or Instagram with the handle KDVSTM. If you want to see the entire list of films that we've watched and the ratings we've given, you can go to our Letterboxd page, letterbox.com slash KDVSTM. So out of five, Dave, what are you gonna give Infinity War?
1: Yeah, tough one. I was gonna give it a f- four and a half. Wow. I'm just trying to say, I think I'm going to go down to a four. I do feel like I was just thinking for a superhero film, it's yeah. totally rewatchable. Like if someone told me to sit down and watch infinity war right now, I would probably still watch it even though we watched it three days ago. So I'm
0: right there with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go above a four. So yeah. I'm, I'm giving it a four as well. I think it's solid. Take it in context of the entire MCU. It's probably in my top 10. I'm going to guess, um, uh, what's better first iron man first iron man the captain america movies for me gladiator I know you hate uh, guardians the guardians of the, of the galaxy movies but i like no, those I like quite them. a bit
1: hey, no, no i like them i didn't like the rewatch of the first one as much but uh characters are good uh but yeah uh yeah. so
0: that is going to tie oh this is interesting actually dave so would you say we put this below or above black panther
1: uh above i okay. think
0: do you think we put this above or below Mission Impossible: Fallout?
1: Which one's followed Oh, uh, the bathroom scene. I think. I think above.
0: I probably, me personally, would put it below. But I'm getting. I'm, I'm, like just, I'm just looking the at cultural relevance. Face.
1: Yeah. No, I'm. I'm with you. I'm. I, that's a. That's a teetering.
0: Okay. I see. But we'll we'll put it. Uh, we'll do what you said. We'll put it above here for now. You can send hate mail to Dave. I don't know. I don't know so this is going to enter oh god dave this is going to enter our list at the new number uh, six position six is high yeah oh, right below aroma right above mission impossible fallout
1: the you know the problem with our rate r- ratings is, uh expectations of genres right
0: we should find out what we're watching next week i'm going to just push this button here well this will be good uh this will reinvigorate uh, my bona fides because it's a movie i don't really like all that much but it wrapped up the Marvel Cinematic Universe for 2018. We're going to be watching Ant-Man and the Wasp.
1: Is the story supposed to be before Infinity War?
0: It's during.
1: During oh, because that's the scene where they go into the truck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he doesn't appear until the second. One. All right. Sorry. Spoiler
0: right. alert. Okay. That's the whole. That's the whole big twist at the end is that everyone else is snapped and he's stuck in the uh,
1: quantum realm.
0: The quantum realm.
1: Is that the one with the ghost moth one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's like the lesser of the two. And the first one was with, uh, Corey, whatever his face is. Okay. Yeah. Who becomes Modok. All right. Well, and so these people, yes. these apparitions are surrounding us. What do they look like to you? Humans? Is that I what know. you're seeing?
0: Almost like a, a, shimmering, a shimmeriness to them. Yes. But, uh, yes. I was we'll just going to we'll use that, that term. They all look like Modok actually. <laughs> they all look like Modok. <laughs> That's how all you right. know we have
1: to stop.
2: Why are you always talking about teats?